Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's October 4th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and Nicholas D. So good evening, good evening. Walt. Hello there, everyone. Right. You can't hear me? We can hear I can you. Hear. I, we can hear you. Well, Hello. Yes, you can hear me. <laughs> yes. Well, what did Walt say? Are we on? I said, I introduced the show. I yes, said hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> he hey, said hello I... to everyone. Oh, okay. Maybe it cut out on me. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> hello, Walt. Hello, <laughs> mysterious stranger. We had a nice show this morning <laughs> on Shanghai. That was fun. And Dolly, you're going you're gonna to tell us about your your hurricane event and so i'm going to go to nick now nick how are you doing hey good evening feeling good today upbeat and much better than last week okay good because you weren't here last week nope i had the little food poisoning episode so i was in bed during the show but i'm feeling much better today and happy to be with you guys and uh let's have a good show yeah well, we're going to start out with Dolly. So, Dolly, say hi to everybody. And um, you got your dissertation, I guess. Yeah, my story. Right. <laughs> uh, yes, good. Hello, everybody. I'm glad you're feeling better, Nick. You got to stop poisoning yourself. <laughs> it was not volunteer, voluntarily. <laughs> it's one of those curveballs that life throws at you. <laughs> There's much worse things in life, I guess, like hurricanes. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't. I, I would think I'd rather take a hurricane over food poisoning. I've had that before. Oh, awful. Um. So my story about the hurricane. I wrote it all down because, and I sent it to to some people because I knew if I didn't write it down, I would forget it. So it's uh Hurricane adventure story. Oh, what'd you all think of the way Doc wraps himself around me? <laughs> Did you see it? I downloaded yeah. it and then forgot to look at him. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it so I can put it in chat. Oh, yeah. I look awful. Don't put it in chat. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, man. I look... <laughs> I looked like I was feeling right then. <laughs> okay, so I just wondered how how you guys saw it. Okay, so as this is what I'm writing. As of this morning, everything. Oh, I don't know what date that was. That was the third, which was yesterday. I've lost so track of time so bad. 
So as of yesterday morning, everything is back to the way it needs to be to function properly. I can't say back to normal because something happened during the hurricane that changed energies. Dash, once again, here we go. At least in Dolly World areas, the energies changed. I feel the atmosphere and energies and earth were all put inside something like a waterproof bag, scrubbed clean with a different detergent or ingredient that washed out the filth and the crud and the debris and some bad-slash-evil entities. Then the bag was given some good shakes. The contaminated water and physical contents of the bag were the bad physical contents of the bag were dumped into a pit of no return. Then cleansing water was put inside the bag and tumbled around to get all the excess crap and bad slash evil rinsed out. And that water was dumped into the pit of no return. With one more cleansing rinse procedure done to be sure that all is that's remaining is clean. The smell outside is even changed for the better. Strong with the shiny brightness of the cleanness, cleanliness. Even my body on the inside feels different. Not healed, yet different in a good way. I'll take the new feel with a smile on my face. It did, So this thing, whatever happened... Like I was trying to explain, it was as if, see, I don't think it was a man-made hurricane at all. Uh, I think it had purpose to it. And even I think the direction it went, I believe that was guided by uh, higher higher being or beings. Um, it just... You know how last time I said when I had the experience, everything looked so clean? Well, I can't believe it, but it looks cleaner. I I didn't think there was a cleaner, but it does. It looks cleaner. It smells cleaner. Even the air feels, there's a, like a crispiness to it, a fresh crispiness to it. So I don't know what that was all about other than maybe cleaning up a lot of crap that needed to be cleaned out of earth to give uh, Gaia half a chance to do what she wants to do. So anyway, I'm moving on with my story. It was very busy around here prior to, during, and after the hurricane. Oh, you couldn't believe how busy. We got the outside furniture brought inside to the garage and we put some of the bigger furniture in the dining room. We got the shutters put on all the windows, the front door, my bedroom pool and I door, and the main bathroom pool and I door. <clears throat> we left the shutter off the kitchen 
pool in Idor, so we had an egress. Needed to be able to get in and out, especially uh, to, to check on the pool, let Doc in and out, um, see how much damage was being done as it was being done. And we got to have one egress. Thank goodness for the easy on-off lightweight metal shutters we have for this house. They just took, I would say at the most, it took 20 minutes, and that's with everybody talking with everybody. Uh, so they, they're that easy to put on. In Venice, we had to do the plywood thing where you, you have to, uh, well, we keep it. Once you get it, you keep it, but you have to go get the plywood if there's any left to get. Stand in lines for hours to get it and pray that when you get up there, there will be some left for you. And then you get it home and you got to cut it to the window size. And then you got to get these clamps to put on the sides of it that will kind of uh, secure it to the uh, walls of the outside by the window. It, it's a horrible thing. If you don't have shutters that were uh, made special for your house, then <clears throat> you got to go through a lot of stuff. We were fortunate because the angels provided them for us when we got the house. They were already here. So we got all that done. And then uh, in time, everything was done in time. We weren't hurried. Uh, <clears throat> it was calm, calm around here. The wind and rain got pretty strong uh, with tree branches and debris flying around. I was so glad the shutters were up for this hurricane. I almost said to the kids, no, let's not put them up. Because, look, it's not even coming at us. Because of the way it circled kind it, it circled in a half a S shape. <laughs> I don't know how, a half a moon shape. Uh, so, uh, as it got closer and I could see things were moving more south in where they were showing the path of the thing as it came back on our side. And I thought, well, it never hurts to be safe. So the kids went ahead and uh, we hired one of, well, she wouldn't let us pay it, one of Annette's co-workers to come and put them up. Russell was doing something else. And it was it was good. Uh, so back, oh yeah, Annette had to backwash the water from the pool a couple times when it reached overflow. Backwash means you take some of the water out uh, through the machinery. And this, this I got to say, we never lost power during the hurricane. I was watching it on TV. And I was looking out my, my uh, kitchen wind door and we never lost power during the hurricane. It was crazy. Um, on Thursday afternoon, as the storm was mostly moving out of the area, we heard two, I'm going to yell loud, boom, 
boom. And we looked at each other. We knew somebody's transformer blew. And we lost electricity. So, uh, and we happened to be on a grid with only four of us in this neighborhood who are on this grid, this one certain grid for power, power grid. Um, And our restoration happened early Sunday morning at 2.30 in the morning. Even even though it was that early in the morning, we had quite a few loud cheers and hoorays and hallelujah. (laughs) We got electricity. By then, we were kind of tired of not having it. You never know how much you rely on something or someone until you don't have them. Boy, do you learn a lesson that way. So on Saturday, Russell and I did some comparison uh, in-person shopping for a generator. I had reached the point where I said, I can't do this without a generator anymore. Because when the power goes off and you got your house all sealed up with shutters and only one door that you can open, it gets freaking hot and humid, and there's no no movement of air, and that that really was doing me, and that was stifling all my being able to breathe. So we decided we were going to drive to Sam's. We did that. Russell ran in to check the prices and and get comparison numbers, and then we went to Lowe's. And I went in there uh, with him, and um, they had two left. And as we went in, I got the the, the driving thing you sit in when you're handicapped. I got that, and it was sitting right in front of the door. So we were, rode over to where the the two generators were, and they were both the same, and they were really quite excellent generators. I thought if there's any left, they would be crap. But, oh my gosh, you guys, they're good. It's a good generator. So, But we wanted to compare with what Home Depot had, and Home Depot is just down the street a block. So we went to Home Depot, and and they had what I expected to be there, one that they couldn't even pay me to take. So we went back to Lowe's and waited, and and some guy came up. His name was Robert, and he was looking at it, and he said, if I didn't have one, I'd take this one. <laughs> so he was telling us, this is really a good generator. It's run on regular gas, like you put in a car. It's run on gas. <clears throat> And but it's very heavy. Robert put it up on one of the those uh, carts that you can put big items on and pull it. And uh, we paid for it. And the guy who was a cashier, he was the sweetest guy. I'm telling you, we ran into the sweetest people the whole time. And so he came out and he helped Russell put the thing in the back of the truck and he's got 
really high truck. He's got a, a Ram. I think it's a Dodge Ram, He's, but it's a Ram, and they're high trucks. So the guy helped him put it in the back, and uh, he didn't even charge us extra for doing that. So that was pretty sweet. Um, going on, Annette and her co-workers had to work the first day of the hurricane. I could not believe it. I could not. I mean, it wasn't that bad because we were on the cusp. But it hadn't re- the the path the it hadn't reached us yet. We were in the cone, but and getting rain, but not bad. So anyway, they had the they had to go into the building because a lot of people had already lost power by then, and uh, Harris had that's where she works. Harris, they the building had electricity so they went in the second day uh, they had to go into the office again because of these these people who had to go into the office are people who work from home and that's why they were required to go in the office because so many had lost power first and second days the hurricane wasn't too bad the first couple days. The rest of the time, and that went to her boyfriend's house. Well, I'm going to go to Damien's. Russell and I looked at each other and tried not to do a happy dance in front of her. <laughs> so we were kind of happy we we could control things without her. And... uh because Russell and Annette don't get along all that good. And I thought for us to be contained in a house for however many days, this was going to get brutal. <laughs> well, it didn't. Russell and I had a good time, and that had a wonderful time. So, uh, in the during the storm, Dalton, Annette's son, lives in Northport, where they were getting slammed like you wouldn't believe. And that kept trying to get a hold of her, but the connection between us and Northport wasn't working. And and so the calls wouldn't go through. So can you can you shut my door please? Sherry called Friday night. And I had to get Annette out of bed because she was home Friday night. Uh, Hold on just a minute. Doc never disappoints, does he? He's always got to make a showing on the show. Telling us his version of what happened. Uh, last night on Tucker Carlson, they actually were talking about people wanting to, what, maybe it wasn't Tucker, but it was one of them, talking about people wanting to talk, be able to, it, 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 they want, what would it be like if you talked to your dog? <clears throat> and most people thought that it would be great. We got the back? door shut. Yeah, I'm back. He does. He always has to bark. He makes his wishes known. So, uh, Sherry got a call from Dalton, finally. Somebody heard from him. 
And Sherry acted as liaison between Annette and Dalton. He had he said he was kicked out of his place, and uh, he didn't have anywhere to go because he's got no relatives living in Northport anymore. We moved over here, and so uh, his uh, mother of his baby was with him with her two of her boys from a different man. She has three other children from three different men. This is why I don't care for this woman. Plus, she steals. So I wasn't real happy that Dalton had her with him because I knew he'd really have difficulties, The that many, that number of people. So uh, Dalton, his girlfriend, and her two boys and my great-granddaughter were the last ones who were accepted in a shelter that was opened up because they didn't have any other shelters and there were so many people with no place to go. So they managed to get into that. And then on Saturday, all the occupants were kicked out of that shelter because it was in a school and their excuse was that it's a school and had to prepare for school on Monday. That was Saturday. Plus the fact they did run out of food and water for the people, but you would think they could call around a Red Cross or what's that other thief? FEMA and try to find some food and water for the sheltered people, but evidently they didn't. Um, many of the people had nowhere to go. <clears throat> So Dalton, somehow they arranged that people would be driven to some place where they could try to find shelter. Uh, so Dalton got a ride and went back to where he lives. He lives in a uh, one of those hotel, motel places where they changed them into apartments. So they got back there, and they were told they could not go in it. Half, well, three-quarters of the building was demolished. And the other part where Dalton had his um, apartment, I don't know what to call it, where he lived, he it, it was okay, kind of okay to house people because the storm had passed by then. But they weren't sure how bad the flooding was going to be because Mayaka River and Peace River, uh, well, Mayaka River's levee broke, which contributed to feet of water, bunches of feet of water. And then the Peace River overflowed, and the north port is affected by both these rivers, plus the ocean, the Gulf. So they had lots of water coming in. The people who owned the apartment building didn't know about liability. And a uh, longer story shortened, they were told they cannot go back. And the reason was 
they rented out Dalton's apartment for $200 a night. So follow the money. So the rest of the people who couldn't get in their sections because of the $200 a night fees um, decided they pooled what food they had together and they started cooking out on grills and stuff. So they all had this nice meal and tried to figure out what they were going to do. And Dalton just got a new job working for a construction company. So the boss came by to see how he was, and he Dalton told him, I got nowhere to go. So uh, the boss said, well, y'all can come to my house, but we don't have electricity, just so you know. We don't have electricity. So they were just happy to have a roof over their heads. So they went with him. And then uh, they ran out of food. So they had to go to the store once they could get out um, on roads. They had to take the back roads that they could find that weren't flooded because like 75 was closed because of the Mayaka levee being uh, broken and all the water. So they took back roads and checked out all the areas around them uh, and ended up to a place near Tampa. Northport and Tampa are like uh, at least an hour apart. And that was the last I heard about Dalton. And then I saw on the news that Northport got 19 feet of flooding, not inches, feet. So houses were underwater. It flooded that bad. Houses were under, they were being floated away down the road. There goes their house down the road. And uh, the last we heard from Dalton was yesterday. He was still living with the, at the boss's house and didn't know what was going to happen, where he was going to live or how they were going to get food because he doesn't have any freaking money. Oh, Dalton's always a disaster. There's always things happening around Dalton that you don't really want to happen. He just seems to be one of those magnets for if something bad's going to happen, it's going to happen in his area, around him. <laughs> uh, so, I think that's all I can report through the tour. I can't say it was a fun hurricane, but I can say that for us, personally for us, living through one of the worst hurricanes to hit Florida was the easiest hurricane time we've ever experienced with with shutters, food powered during the hurricane and a generator after the hurricane. We're so blessed. Even Dalton, in all his troubles, was blessed. I mean, he did get last ones in the last shelter. He His boss came to check on him and took him home. They went looking for food. Uh, even Dalton 
is blessed, whether he believes it or not. Um, I can't. And Russell and I were having good times while we're trying to do all the different things for the hurricane. You know, you gotta. It, it hurricanes can wear you out emotionally, as well as physically. You have to keep the generator going with gas, and you have to have it on only a certain amount of hours. Russell decided eight and a half just to be safe. And then we turn it off for an hour, and then we uh, uh, start it back up. And In the meantime, you watch the gas supply and trying to move it to where we put it in the lanai with plenty of room and air around it because you don't want to, it has fumes, gas fumes, and you don't want to cause your house to get in trouble with that. So when you get a generator, make sure you put it outside with room around it. Uh, And we just... Not to to interrupt you, but please tell him to check the oil. The oil goes, you lose oil in those things very quickly. It's not like an engine in a car. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the oil part. Yeah, we bought oil, too. Gas and oil. Uh, And he was checking that, too, Nancy. (laughs) Nancy Nancy was a little bit worried. And she was telling me about the proper extension cords to use. (laughs) And uh, we had them, but we had to go get a couple more. Plus, I forgot to tell you, Nancy, I don't know if I took a picture of it. We got the uh, connector cords to connect one extension cord with another. We got the proper extension cords. So we're all I'm set. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I was telling okay. Russell, and he was, he was chuckling, and he says, boy, she loves you, doesn't she? <laughs> I said well, yes. That, that's big mistakes that people make. They don't realize that these generators need big, thick wires. They're very expensive. So, in addition to the cost of the getting the generator and the fuel, whatever it happens to be, uh, you got to buy those those extension cords. And so they use something less than that, and then, you know it can cause a problem with the equipment or cause a fire. Yeah. Or yeah. Just, it's, it'll just burn up the wire, you know, so uh-huh. it's, uh, it's not something you want to, if you're going to go into it, you have to go into it, and you do have to watch the oil. Yeah. That was one of the pain in the ass things about the one I had. Well, that I got, was. I, I got rid of my gas one and went to a propane. Oh. Uh-huh. Because propane comes in the canisters, and they could sit there for 100 years, and they'd be fine. Gas, you have to make sure that it's good new gas. And you, if you've got gas left over, you've got to get an additive to put in the gas so it won't go bad. Yeah. Um, you know, there's things that you, there are a lot, now the propane one um, for my house is fine. And I was talking to somebody else and they actually said, well, I have a a, a propane system for the house. And I said, well, then. You know, there you go. Just get a little propane generator and you can, you know, you don't have to worry about going out and getting the propane. But once you get it, I mean, I've got, I think, six canisters of the propane and I've never had to use them. 
but I didn't have to go and replace and get rid of the gas you didn't use. If you get enough, because I remember being here in Andrew when the gas pumps didn't work. Oh you know, yeah. You went, I, when you went into that storm, you had to have the amount of gas you needed to go through the storm. There right. was no gas. Now after Andrew, they made it mandatory that every gas station has a pump system. A manual pump system so that uh-huh. you know, the electricity fails. Wow. But uh, I still, you know, I was still under the old threat of, I don't like to wait in lines type of thing, you know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, always lines. So I'd, always, I'd always have a lot of gas. And for the next, oh, probably three months at least, I would fill my car with the gas from the generators. Yeah, the, that's the, what he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see Infinite asked if it was loud. You better believe it was loud. And we weren't the only ones. The neighbor, neighbors on both sides of us had generators. The one neighbor had to go get a new one, too, so he got one. The other neighbor on the other side of us offered. He said, I have three of them. I see you don't have any power yet. Uh, well, he knew he didn't have power. You don't have a generator. And so he said, I, I have three. I'll loan you one. So he went back to his house to get him one of them. And he said, well, one, the piston holders broke or something like that. And so he brought the other one over and they, Russell and they were in the garage trying to get it on. It was broke. <laughs> So he felt so embarrassed. He said, I'm so sorry. I I said, that's okay. You offered. You offered. Thank you. That's that's what counts. So that's when I looked at Russell and said, we're getting one. I'm finally going to give in and we're going to buy one. Because it cost, after taxes and, and all, $1,000 for that. <clears throat> but... Um, we, we have one now because here in Palm Bay, we lose electricity quite often. We lose it. And sometimes it's like for overnight or, and I can't breathe when I don't have, uh, air, air conditioning. I can't breathe. Seriously. So. I decided the kids still want me around. God wants me to stay here, and I'm kind of enjoying this. <laughs> it was excitement I don't have every day. So I took some of Russell's inheritance and went and bought one. <laughs> I enjoyed that more than I probably should have. <laughs> but uh, so now we have one. <laughs> Yes, infinite, a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy with the way it ended. Uh, I I wasn't panicked through this at all. I was actually enjoying um, talking with other people as we were out and about getting all the supplies we needed and well, actually, we didn't even have to go to the store because we've been keeping supplied. 
for when the dark days come, if they ever come, uh, we're prepared. Uh, but it was nice to be out talking with people. Oh, I know why, because we went out to eat. Once the hurricane went away and uh, we were out of power, of course, we have a electric um, stove. I couldn't cook on the stove. What a shame. And so we went outside, out to eat a uh, couple nights, and that's where I was talking with people and just enjoying uh, being around live human people who were being nice to each other because nobody was being nasty. It seems like people pull together during uh, things like hurricanes, storms, things, tragedies. Or not, it's not tragedies. Uh, bad times when something bad is happening, people seem to pull together. And that's what I was enjoying. I was enjoying the feeling of, of the camaraderie, camaraderie of the people. Um, and uh, the fun that Russell and I were having. The animals were, Furlock was scared, didn't find him. I think he was under Russell's bed. And then Doc was so scared. Because, uh, of course, you have thunder and lightning, and then the wind makes all these noises. It's blowing around debris and and branches and tree limbs from uh, people. We don't have tree trees anymore. We just have palm trees. Uh, but the neighbors have humongous old trees and their branches come over our house and our property. And so they were breaking off and blowing around. So we had that activity going on too. But I knew I'd be okay because the angels are here. We all know I have angels who come and go here. The, what I call the angel flop house. <laughs> and <laughs> they're laughing at me. Uh and I have the my guardian angels looking over me, and the posse drops by. I knew we'd be okay here. Uh, so I was enjoying my experiences as we went through them. And I, I wanted to be able to share that with my friends and let you know, don't be... Well, be prepared. Don't be scared. That's how I want to say it. Be prepared. Don't be scared. If you go through storms like this. And uh, I'm done with my story. Thanks for listening. That's a great motto. Yep. Thanks for be sharing scared. it. Yeah. Not scared. Well, um, when it, <clears throat> when Andrew hit down here. Um, in 92, 1992, it was the same sort of situation that Homestead, Andrew was just a 20-mile big storm. I mean, it wasn't a huge storm, but it was ferocious. And so when it went through the, the state, it went from east to west, right directly through the state. 
and it was like a carpet bombing like somebody had just carpet bombed it was just horrendous you couldn't believe that anybody survived but when we would go out we would inevitably find somebody or somebody would it was just a lot of people who went through this horrendous storm and during the storm had miraculous things happening to them uh not a not a hurricane but a tornado uh faulkner uh harris faulkner on fox she just wrote a book they still works miracles and the one that she pointed to that's in the book is this woman who was in the way in on a street that was you want to mute please dolly was oh, on a I'm street. Sorry. <clears throat> it's okay it was on a street that the tornado went right up the street and every house in the street was demolished but there was only one room on the street that survived and it was the room that she was in and it was her prayer room so you know i mean she gave that example but during andrew there was a couple that their son called they got up out of the bed to answer the phone and the tree fell into their bed a huge tree they would have been killed um another father went to comfort his scared daughter in uh in in the kitchen where they were harboring and just as he did the refrigerator he was leaning up against just for some reason crashed to the floor and he would have been killed i mean it was like all these kind of stories so last night i'm listening to fox and there was this man who and i think he was in northport uh dolly it was Northport, right there in that area. And he, the, the reporter had already said that he said, he, he says, I, I'm a, uh, I don't know, he's over six feet tall. He said, but understand, it's, and he pointed his finger up. It was like, you know, 20 feet. This is where the water was. And it was a very, very good, stark kind of like, ooh, geez because most of the deaths are from drowning. And he, 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 he broke my heart to listen to him, but he, his house managed to, they were in the, uh, the second floor and the second floor was, I think up to their waists when it finally stopped coming up. And he said that the water went from, you know, six inches to, to 10 feet in a matter of 10 minutes. He said it couldn't believe how fast it came in. So anyway, they survived and he went out through the neighborhood as soon as he could to see if he could help people. And he found two of his neighbors had perished in the storm and they were husbands of these two women. And both the women, they were all in their 70s. And each of the women, one of them hung on to a tree, the other one hung on to a four by four in the on the porch of their neighbor and we're like five hours in this storm and the one woman her husband went back for the dog and she never saw him again but when they were finally rescued and they went back to where their house had been because they weren't there anymore the dog was sitting there oh you know, and I was so overwhelmed by 
that I'm sure that the husband, he may have died, but he saved the dog to be able, I mean, can you imagine the comfort that dog is giving that wife? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, to me, as soon as I heard it, I was like, whoa, this is, you know, just an, an amazing example of the miracles that happen in the worst of catastrophes. And it always reminds me of Walt saying to me one time, he said, if Gaia needs you, you will survive any kind of a tempest. The so. no Northport was devastated. Dalton uh, says, you can't even recognize where you are anymore. It, it, it was, it's just devastating. So many people are without places to live, places to go, places to be sheltered. They don't have anywhere. Uh, he, he's very fortunate. Um, I feel bad for him. It was, it was like another Charlie, but instead of Port Charlotte being hit disastrously, Northport was. And they are right next to each other. They're, they're line, there's just like a line that divides Port Charlotte from Northport. It well, was enough. Char Charlie could fit in the eye of Ian. Okay, oh. so yeah, and so oh. what you're talking about was the rain. That that not only were they getting the rain from the the surge from the ocean, but the rivers and you said a levee broke. Yeah, the Mayaka so, levee, and that's no where all the alligators are you take boat trips to see all the alligators and oh, and no uh, kidding. yeah yeah it's pretty freaking scary <laughs> so in addition to everything else they've got alligators and snakes have yeah. you folks seen uh the some of the flooding images uh they showed of this past hurricane there was a shark swimming on a street it was a couple of inches, six, seven, eight inches of water, and there was a shark <laughs> swimming in the water on the street. That wouldn't surprise me at all, because so the ocean flooded in, then? too. Hmm? So that's salt water, then. Otherwise, a shark is not going to endure. Yeah, well, it was well, salt water that the storm pushed in the streets. Oh, yeah. yeah, the ocean. I mean, that, the, the 19 feet of water that you got, it was salt water? Well, that, uh, that town that got... Uh, well, it was combination. There were a couple rivers that overflowed. There's ponds that all these housing developments have that overflowed. There's the uh, Gulf that overflows. So uh, water's coming at them from everywhere. Water, not, water everywhere. I'm not knowledgeable about hurricanes, but 19 feet of water is a lot of water can all this water be contained in clouds and hurricane clouds or is it like overflowing or moved from the ocean to the city or how does this work well okay. nick like yeah go ahead nancy yeah the 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 hurricane is churning up the water okay and it's causing an artificial in quotes uh movement of the water so it, the water is coming in um it at a higher level than normal because it's being pushed by the wind, see? So, yes, you can have, depending on the area, and it, it, the Gulf is dangerous for these because 
it's not as deep like on the Atlantic side, right? About three miles from where we get to get to the shoreline, there is a huge uh, cavern, sort of speak. So a surge on the East Coast would probably never get like it would in the Gulf, where you've got just got like very shallow comparatively water. So the wind pushes the water towards the land. That's salt water. That's why the shark got just caught up in this surge of water because it was deep enough. He was swimming in it, but suddenly it's on land and the water then would drain back out. But in this case, because it was so huge, and I want to say something about it because it, apparently there's um, somebody out there that's, cl that's claiming this is a man-made thing. Well, it's not. Um, I felt nothing about it that made me know, think that it was man-made. And it did everything that a natural storm would do. There was no surprises here. Why was it that big? It was that big because in the first part of the season, the African heat that comes off of that continent creates storms. But all those storms, instead of coming into the Caribbean and maybe into the Gulf and into the same areas that we're talking about, they all turned before they ever got there. So as we get deeper into the uh, into the uh, season and it's cooling off, the problem becomes the Caribbean itself is overheated. And because there was no hurricanes going through churning it up, it was really overheated. So it fed this storm, so the storm grew huge. But it got huge because of water content. It was It was pulling up the water from the warm waters and it kept getting bigger and bigger. So you've got that kind of water inside the hurricane, but then as it started to, it got, went over the coast and started north, it ran into a cold front. So all of that water it was carrying suddenly hits cold, causing it to rain much. Okay, harder. so that's where you get the dump. That's where you get the dump. And that's why like Orlando, there's areas of Orlando where whole residential places near lakes and stuff or the rooftops aren't even hardly visible. Yeah. Sherry lives in Orlando. Uh, Did like, she get hurt? No, she never told me if she got damaged, but she kept talking to me in a normal way. So I figured Sherry's okay. <laughs> so yeah, it depended where you were again. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she, they live in one of those new fancy housing developments, uh, about three or four miles away from Disney. They can watch out their bedroom window from their bed. They can watch the Disney hurt, uh, the light things that go off. Fireworks. fireworks. Yes. Yes. So they see the fireworks for free. <laughs> That's why she moved there, right? <laughs> exactly. Was... If she could have lived in Disney, she would have moved into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, as you were talking about your experiences with it, I got this uh, interesting little thought that I'm just going to share here. We know that w we, w that there's a third, I mean, uh, that, that we've got a new reality. I mean, we all feel it. We all know it, right? Would you argue against that, Dolly? Oh, yeah, no, I for sure, yes. 
Walt, uh, we got a new one since the hurricane. Yeah. Walt, would you argue against the fact that, you know, we're in a new reality? I would argue against being stuck with the old reality. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Nick? You think we're in a new reality? I think the new reality started manifesting uh, when the COVID thing arrived. That's where you start seeing the manifestation of the split. Well, we did get that um, blue plasma ball, you know, the blue star Kachina come in to strike the Shungite, well, blow up over the Shungite field. And that was to indicate the end of the old world and the beginning of the new world. All right. So <clears throat> we're going along and we've got this new reality happening. It's crazy. And the we, timing is crazy because this blue plasma explosion was what, February 20th or something like that? Yep, February 21st, 20th. And uh, COVID, the first COVID lockdown was a week or two later? 10 days. 10 days. Yep. Well, yeah. as I was listening to Dolly telling her story, I kept having this strong feeling of, yeah, she's experiencing the new reality. It's like this overlapping um those like the, the old reality and the new one are overlap that's how it feels to me and some people within that that let's say uh, uh let's say florida some will experience the old reality and some will experience the new reality and it's clear that dolly was in the new reality and it, it once again it was a, a a clear demonstration of um the divine protection that we've spoke about uh, before on previous shows, sharing our own uh, personal stories of, of, you know, witnessing this divine protection. There's no other way to put it. Um, I mean, Nancy, you've told stories, Dolly told stories, I told stories, and it seems to be the same thing once again. It's like these divine protection uh, bubbles that we well, live in. I, I think this is, a, this could be even more interesting. Because maybe the storm, we saw the storm at a, at a 3D level as a hurricane. But what if we were moving into a vortex? A vortex that brought in a new reality. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's my take on, on, uh, on this. Um, during Annie's show uh, last week, we, we were chatting uh, in the radio chat, me, you, and Dolly. And I've asked Dolly if she felt if the uh, hurricane was uh, man-made, if it felt man-made to her. And, and she said no, it felt natural, uh, just like what she said today. And I asked Walt, uh, and he doused the question, and he got the same thing, the storm is natural. And then the, the question that came to mind for me when we were chatting is, Okay, uh, it, it just came suddenly, like an intuitive download. I asked Dolly in chat if uh, she felt the um, if it was nature selectively uh, cleaning out the dark ones. That's what I felt at the moment, and now with the after the fact and hearing uh, Dolly's story today, I feel that that's what happened. There was some kind of cleansing happening just like what you just said this this um new reality coming in i 
kind of picked up on it somehow intuitively and, and that's that's what i think we we've witnessed what dolly perceived i mean nancy you being uh energy sensitive uh, have you felt this new energy this cleansing energy that dolly described did you feel it um i wasn't thinking in terms of it being cleansing but see i've gone through so many of these storms and each of the storms has a certain energy to it and when andrew came through in 92 it was it was extremely i got woke up because the electricity went out now it was a small storm so i wasn't being there was wind blowing like crazy and stuff and there was some rain not a lot of it and but it, i got woke up because the electricity went out and so i got up and I walked out to the kitchen to see what was happening outside. And as I did, this gust of wind came from underneath the door that my reaction was to freeze and to say, hello, Andrew. It felt like the breath of the storm. I've never felt anything like this since, before or since. It was like there's a sentience in this, this storm. And I had not normally, I, up until that point, since uh, David, way back in the 70s, I could turn the storms. All I had to do was focus an energy blockage and just nudge it out of my way, you know, 50 miles. Don't hit me, 50 miles. Um, so, and, you know, I mean, we could get into the question of, you know, freedom free free will but my reality i i don't no contract with that you know just not me <laughs> so but i couldn't do it for andrew i actually heard this voice very clear you know you can't do anything with this one leave it alone and that if you watch the stone and, and dolly said the same thing she wasn't down here she was up in the northern part of the country but as you watch the stone the storm go it was like the energy went around the world and created typhoons and all sorts of other things hit hawaii you could see the storm and it was all the same energy and it did this massive clearing clearing of the planet but when about well it took about a couple of weeks at least i was out with the mother tree and I was just feeling terrible because I was seeing all pictures of such destruction of the foliage, the trees in South Florida, where this thing went. It was just like carpet bombing. And I felt very bad about it. And the mother tree said, you know, don't don't feel bad about it because the energy from those trees go to the ones that are still standing. So we're actually stronger for the loss of the trees. And that made me feel better. But um, as I was with her, the same energy sentient feeling that I had had when the hurricane was happening, all of a sudden I got overwhelmed by it again. And I knew that Andrew had done a complete circle of the, of the earth and was now gone. And so, I know the metaphysics that are associated with these storms. And when Ian, when I saw Ian, when I started to interact energetically with Ian, 
I felt the same kind of energy that I felt with Andrew. So from the get-go, I was not afraid of the storm. Um, I knew it was going to be a rough ride for a lot of people, but I also know that they made the contract. And I every time we go through one of these, it's not just the time right after or the time during when you get this outreach of, of compassion and empathy for the experience that everybody is, is going through. But it, it makes a fundamental change in the people. They've experienced something that they can never forget. And it may not manifest in more, the obvious ways it does right after a storm, but people change. So I knew that, and I, I think I said this on the radio, I, you know, that yes, it was going to be devastating for the state, but the state would build back better and smarter. And That's what you smart. wrote in chat. I remember that you said that build back better. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah, it's going to be billions and billions of dollars, but, and I think it is very interesting that it is Florida because Florida is the sunshine state and it's also a free state. And we're at the end of the hour here, so I'm going to put on a, a disturbance. Here we go. Welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's October 4th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and Nicholas D. Um, I'm Thank you. Back. Yes. Oh, let me unmute you. Hold, hold. Here we go. There you go. You Thank you. Me. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for that song again. Uh, you guys like it. Oh, yeah. here's a... I, I, I was thinking to what Dolly was saying earlier, um, her story about... Um, the cleansing, sending dark stuff to the uh, the pit of no return. That would be a good heavy metal song title for this band, uh, Disturbed. They should write a song called The Pit of No Return. Oh, yeah, that's neat. <laughs> I, hope I hope they're listening so uh, <laughs> you could write the song and, and uh, send it to us. We'll do a put radio. Put it out in the universe. Nick, put it in the universe. So All right. We'll get to them. Good stuff. If, if they don't write it, I'll write it. Okay. <laughs> I'll need a good singer, though. I'm not. I'm not a, a lead singer, so Universe will have to arrange to get this uh, amazing singer. Say that again, Nancy. You're the sound guy. I'm a composer and musician first, and and but not a lead singer. And and uh, I mean, I'm far from being a, a singer like this David Draymond guy that that, that sings the the song uh, that we've just heard. He's just an amazing singer, has such dynamic range. It's incredible. All the textures, all the, the the sounds and the range that he gets from his voice is amazing. So yeah, the pit of return. Uh, a new heavy metal song to be. Uh, the pit of no return. Is that what I? I I said you something said different. return, yeah. Oh, you yeah. left out no the return. No. no, we want to send the dark ones on a, a one-way yeah. path of no return. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead, Nancy. Um, I'm reading chat. Oh, my God, me too. I am no longer spooked by the things I used to be spooked by my entire life. Well, if you folks remember, uh, go ahead, uh, Dolly. She's talking about Mackinac, Mac, Mackinac, 
and Mackinac Island. They're both pronounced Mackinac. They're just spelled different. And uh, it's up in Michigan in the UP area. Oh, oh, they, it, it's a fantastic. I got goosebumps just telling you. She and I both love that area. <laughs> I was just about to say, I remember, Dolly, when we were chatting during uh, Ani's show last week, you said that you felt no... Um, you were not anxious whatsoever regarding the coming hurricane. Our chat was before the hurricane. And yeah, I remember you saying, uh, writing in the chat that you were not uh, anxious whatsoever. No, I wasn't. I, I wasn't anxious before, during, or after. It, I had I felt like something spectacular was in the process of happening and did happen. So I, I wasn't afraid at all. And have you ever experienced this uh, energetic cleansing uh, that you've uh, described? Well, not this one. I have felt energetic cleansings, but not this kind. This is different. Seems like every time I turn around, I'm feeling something different with energies. This one I feel like has, well, they all put me in a different place. But this one, I, the, I don't know how to explain. Uh, I think it has, it has finally uh, washed any fears I had out of me. I, because I fear, I, I don't fear uh, spiritual type things anymore. I know I'm protected. So, that's not all of it, but I don't know how to explain it in words. That's the best did, I can do. Did the posse comment on this, uh, what just happened? Like the cleansing and the whole... Uh, good energy bubble you were in throughout the uh, the hurricane? Did the posse comment on this? No, they didn't really comment. We we were talking, but no, they didn't they didn't specifically address this. They just was um, a, a different type of conversation. It was all different, Nick, and I can't explain the difference. It's better. Whatever, it's better. Everything is better. I mean, just sitting here, I'm better. I know that I, I've been through another energetic experience. Well, it seems that we went uh, one rung higher on the ascension ladder. Well, I want to get to the top right away. <laughs> and they're laughing at me because, really, I'm just joking. I don't care how long it takes me to get to wherever it is I'm going. I am okay 
with right where I am at this moment in time. And my another thing this did to me, oh, this is the best part. It brought me closer to home. I remembered more about home. I remember my duty when I'm at home, what I was doing. Uh, I was in my big-ass control panel around me and with all these uh, type of buttons, but but the buttons were, they were connected to, they were real. And well, I you had, just defined, you just defined ascension. You don't go, go home, you bring home here. <laughs> yeah, kind of, sort of, well, kind of, sort of. I'm not home yet. I don't have home yet. I have a memory. But I don't but have home. That's what you're doing. You're transmuting this. The, we, we had enough with the old reality. It was sucky to, to say it, you know, to be nice about it. But it the, was the suckiest reality ever. And, and now it's, we want to be home. So what's the, the best thing to do? Okay, let's make it here. Let's, I don't want to make it here. <laughs> I don't okay, want my home to be here. Uh, no, but I don't I'm saying have good how feelings you feel. of here. Feelings of here are not good to me. Exactly. I want you're, home. you're still feeling you're you're still we we still got the remnants of the old reality. We don't want that anymore. That's why so I want to go home. Exactly. So you make it wherever you want. You you don't have to wait. Just make your home wherever you want. I and no, I can't function it that way. Well, I've got to cleanse myself of whatever this experience, this time on earth, has brought me to. I have come here for a reason, uh, and I'm starting to understand what it is since going through this hurricane, and I. Uh, I need to go through this so I can cleanse myself of some of the stuff that was getting in my way at home. And the fastest way I could do it is come here and go through this stuff. And I also learned uh, quit bitching about it. Be thankful <laughs> for it. Uh, thank uh, Thank God for all the blessings he's giving me, has given me, will give me, because this is going to help me move along uh, in a better way and um, at a face, faster pace than if I had said, oh, no, I'm going to take this real slow. No, I, I feel I jumped into it with both feet and blindfolded. <laughs> but yet, in the back of my mind, back of my knowledge, knowing this is going to be big, and you can do it. Just remember, you can do it. And then the thought when when Dave told us all, an important word is remember, 
it hit me when I thought that. Remember. Yes, that's what Dave is talking to me about. Remember. I'm starting to remember. And uh, this, I think this hurricane was one of the biggest blessings I've ever had. It may not have been for other people, but for me personally. So in your case, what is it that you're remembering? I, there's too much right now. I can't, it's too fresh right now, Walt. I can't, oh. I can't share it. And I don't know if I ever will want to. Dolly, did it came as a download, like a download, this huge amount of information that comes in at once? Yeah, well, it all came in at once. Yeah, it sounds uh, like a download. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it. <laughs> One of the things was uh, teaching me to enjoy where you are and at this moment in time. I'm doing this certain thing. Enjoy it. And then <clears throat> you can uh, move forward, and it may happen in less than a second. <laughs> or it could take days or weeks or months. It's so different. I, d I know I say this every time. But it's so different than it was before. And it's a better place for me to be than I was before. And I hope everybody can experience this. I, I want everybody to feel it, to, to go through it, to start understanding so much more why you came why you're here where you came from this is all the things i'm i'm learning and wishing people could share because it feels so good and that the, the things in the earth i talked to the posse about this with dave the things that are happening on earth now the crap the crud in the 3d places they're still uh rescuing uh, the people in tunnels, the dumbs, and the things that have been done to them, I can handle at this point. I couldn't handle it before. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Now I can. I understand. Uh, this has to be cleaned up. And I will. I used to say it's gone too far. It's that saying. It's right where it needs to be at this moment in time. So what we're experiencing, there is a darn good reason for it, whether I wanted to believe it or not, there is a good reason. And I uh, lost my thought. I got no issues anymore. I had issues before. I don't feel I have issues. I, I can stop judging myself because every day I would wake up with this, oh my gosh, I have to go through judgment when I cross over. I have to go through that where you 
you experience all the badness you've given to other people. I don't want to go through that. Well, it's a learning experience. It's not meant to hurt me. Uh, it's meant to help me learn how I could have handled that experience differently. So if I ever come into contact with that again, I can stop myself and think, now how do you want to handle this? And it, I, there's so many things. Nick, I can't tell you. I, I can't. It's stressing me out trying to tell you. So when I can tell you things, I will, okay? That's fine. What about the posse? Uh, or would they be available to tell us a little message of where we're at in this new energetic um, rung that we've we've climbed? You know the answer I get. You got to know it by now. You're right where you need to be at this moment in time. And if you're not, you'll feel it. And you need to I I, I feel that everything that happened the good and the bad, everything was divinely orchestrated. That's that's how I feel about what happened to you guys, the hurricane, like the, the reality that you've experienced that was like no stress and everything was went well. And for other, it was total destruction. Um, I feel it was all divinely orchestrated according to everybody's uh, soul plan and, and, and whatever they needed to experience. That's how yeah. I feel. Me too, basically me too, yeah. Well, what, but I what, have, go ahead. You know, go ahead, are you finished? Yeah, I'm finished. Okay, because um, Infinity is, is giving us the uh, Matthew for this month. Oh, cool. And, yeah, so I told her that we would read it. Walt, well, would you like to read it, please? I'm going to put the, the link back. It's, it's up above, but I'm going to put it in yeah. the chat room right there. Okay. All right, because um, she's while she's read it, she knows what it's saying. So, anyway, I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay, let me arrange the text here. Okay. 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 October third. Okay. So the, the title of this composition is Last <clears throat> Last Act of Light versus Darkness, Illuminati, Earth's Axis, Incoming Love, Light, Satanists, Hatred, Forgiveness, Reptilians, Queen Elizabeth II. With loving greetings from all souls at this station, this is Matthew. The last act before the court, the curtain falls on the light forces versus dark forces drama playing out on Earth is becoming increasingly active. This includes the uprooting of the last of the Illuminati strongholds, international alliances for uplifting life worldwide, rising numbers of dark minds and hearts being taken off planet, exposure of their lookalike doubles and other truths starting to emerge. And the peoples are contributing to the downfall of a, of a diabolical global network they don't know exists by demanding their governments serve the needs of the citizenry. The growing power of grassroots movements is aiding the international group's efforts to rid countries of all individuals who are serving that sinister network. 
The Illuminati still have in their corner their global economy, mainstream media, social media censorship, and a few national leaders. But the systems essential to their retaining control are rapidly disintegrating. Still, please don't expect them to go out gently. For millennia, puppets of the dark forces succeeded in oppressing and deceiving the masses, and those who are still among you, who are among you, are of the delusional mindset to press forward until ruling the world. Although it will be an exercise in abject utility, futility, as long as they can cause chaos, fear, and confusion, they will. Therefore, it is practical to have on hand some cash and a, and a few weeks of food for your family and companion animals, as well as other supplies helpful in standard emergencies. Once again, the Illuminati are circulating the ominous alert that any day now the planet's axis will suddenly flip and annihilate all life. No, it will not. Ever since far distant civilizations infused Earth with massive amounts of light 80 some years ago, Earth's axis has been gradually returning to its proper alignment. The Dark Ones are counting on false information such as the flipping axis to generate the low vibrations of fear they require for their survival. If you have heard of an unusually powerful solar flare or something else of global proportion coming soon, be aware that the Dark Ones will present it as something fear-filled. We are overjoyed to tell you that what is coming soon is an outpouring of love light energy of a magnitude that is without precedence in this universe. The unmistakable effects of this co-creation of God, Gaia, Soul, and light forces on the planet that and beyond will differ in accordance with individuals' willingness to embrace the intensive light as well as personal beliefs. So we say it is the Christed light, but not the second coming of Christ, and absolutely it is not heralding doomsayers and times. As you anticipate this glorious divine event, know that you are eminently prepared to handle the upcoming tempest called by, caused by the Illuminati's last gasps. Your lifetimes of experience helping civilizations in the same circumstances is why you wanted to be where you are and why you were chosen. This is what you have been patiently awaiting during this exciting era in, in Earth's history. Your confidence that the liberation of your world from darkness this nigh will help others calm, feel calm and optimistic instead of fearful and pessimistic. This is your mentorship role in the weeks ahead. When many people are experiencing prolonged hardships, we know it isn't easy to think of them as taking advantage of this unique opportunity to complete all karmic lessons in one lifetime instead of several. They have no idea they chose to achieve the balance they need to advance from third to fourth density in soul evolvement stat status. However, when they transition to nirvana, those who are successful, who are successful will have a grand celebration. Those who find they still have a way to go will honor their progress and be glad they're in spirit world again. And souls who endured unchosen harsh lifetimes will rejoice when they discover they gain leaps forward in evolvement. Back down to earth, the high vibrations of your compassion, 
caring and empathy are radiating hope to people living in dreadful conditions. Hopefulness is light-filled, and this also is helping them more easily handle their burdens of homelessness or impoverishment. Beloved sisters and brothers, please don't think we are overlooking that you too experience severe challenges, setbacks, and sorrow. The difference is you know what most people do not. Always every soul has the assistance of God's emissaries, angels, spirit guides, and beloved people in spirit worlds. While they can't interfere with soul contract provisions, they are permitted to give comforting signs of their closeness, help ease unchosen trauma, and nudge in, all, in ways that keep folks on track with contract choices. You know to use the universal law of attraction to your benefit, whereas most others un unwittingly use it to their detriment. And you know that countless members of vast, powerful civilizations are assisting Earth and her residents in myriad ways. Let us now address another matter of timely significance. In quotes, Matthew and other messengers of the light talk about the importance of forgiveness. How can anyone forgive people who commit unspeakable atrocities like sickness do? If they are reptilians pretending to be human, does forgiveness still apply? Close quotes. First, let us say that forgiveness, like love, starts with self. Only by loving self and forgiving self of perceived or actual wrongdoings can one extend those feelings to others. And love will encompass forgiveness is not, and love, which encompasses forgiveness, is not understood. Love is far, far more than the emotion it is considered to be. It is the same energy as the light, the most powerful force in the cosmos, and the origin of everything in existence. It is the composition of the soul, the God self of every life in, the universe, in this universe. The capacity to feel and receive love is limitless, and so are the ways it can be expressed. Mother, please insert the date of our message that includes some of the everyday life ways that everyone can send love's energy flowing through the planet and in doing so, radiate love's magnificence to other worlds. That will be a helpful reminder to longtime readers and valuable information for awakening soul searchers. The, in brackets, December 13th, 2018 message is archived in the old message section of Matthew books. Thank you. Now then, Forgiveness is the innate capacity of the soul to separate a person's actions from the God, soul self or God self or I am self and not condemn the soul. It isn't an instantaneous reaction like emotions are, for instance, ecstasy of a mother holding her newborn, relief of a hiker who emerges from a forest after being lost for three fearful days, or gratitude for the offer of assistance to complete an arduous task. Forgiveness, whose components are compassion and understanding, is more likely to come gradually, and never does it mean tolerating or condoning any individual's injurious behavior, much less unconscionable acts. People who commit 
heinous crimes come into the world as a pure, as the pure love light essence of creator, the source of energy souls used to manifest bodies as humans, reptilians or any other species within this universe. For reasons unique to each, some individuals start succumbing to the lure of power and act upon that enticement throughout me through meanness, deviousness, and lying. As that behavior becomes more extensive and crueler, the light in those individuals keeps dimming until their heart space is a dark void wherein there is no conscience or other guidance from the soul to the consciousness. With only the spark of light that is the body's life force, they become captives of the dark forces and act as its puppets. That is what happened to the weakest souls in the universal family, the Satanists. They became capable of happily committing acts that to other of all species in all civilizations are unspeakable, unthinkable. It isn't likely that anyone can feel genuinely lovingly toward those individuals or even neutral about them, but it is, but it is possible to hate them. Hatred isn't the opposite of love. It is the absence of love, a deeply internalized feeling that springs from the ego and its low vibrations form a barrier between the soul and the consciousness. That leads to disease and at physical death, individuals who hate are automatically drawn by the physics of this universe to a very low level of multi-layered nirvana where everything is in consonance with those individuals' vibrations. They live in those dismal conditions until they are willing to accept the love light energy that can replace all traces of hatred and some refuse for centuries in your concept of time. That is how destructive hatred is. Forgiveness comes from the divinity of the soul, the God self, just as love does. It radiates the high vibrations that uplift the heart and mind of the forgiver, who sends forth an abundance of light into the world and grows in soul evolution. Upon transition from physical life, persons who forgive enter one of Nirvana's top layers, where they live actively and harmoniously in that wondrous spirit world, amazingly the world's amazing diversity until they are ready to incarnate in an, in an advanced world in keeping with their evolved status and choice. That is how powerful forgiveness is. Yes, forgiveness applies to reptilians with whom you are energetically connected at soul level just as you are with all other lives in all other species throughout this universe. And let us correct the fallacy that reptilians are ungodly species. Many more souls that incarnate as reptilians are benevolent than are malevolent. And individuals of each persuasion were or still are in your midst. Some commit, at, some commit acts of pure evil and others live within the light. Many members of the ever-vigilant extraterrestrial species force, forces who are among the most effective light workers on the planet because they can use all of their innate capability are reptilians. Uh, here is referring to a March the 2nd, 2022 message. It includes an explanation of the forces, their capabilities, and influential positions. Now we shall address the numerous questions and comments about Queen Elizabeth II. It is true 
that she died some time ago, and according to Special Forces members, delaying the announcement was due in part to officials in the city of London. The Illuminati's European Financial Center with global tentacles, who wanted to keep money flowing into the coffers of the world's longest reigning and internationally respected monarch. European royalty is one of the disparate groups operating under the Illuminati umbrella, so to say, and everything that secret society does is a strategic part of a larger picture. So very likely the decision to finally announce the death of Queen Elizabeth is important to them, but we don't know its significance. Perhaps it's simply diversion from their desperate straits because so little of their agenda is succeeding. The Queen was as reptilian as was her consort, Prince Philip. Eventually, the centuries-old intention to keep the reptilian bloodline pure via marriages within the royal families produced weakened traits. To counter that, most spouses of, for Prince Charles' generation and their offspring were chosen from human bloodlines. The Queen's private life differed considerably from the regal monarch seen in public. And while she was in favor of elitists ruling the masses, she wasn't in favor of killing the best majority of the population as a mean to attain world domination. We don't know how long people in the United Kingdom will want to continue their ceremonial monarchy. They have yet to discover that for quite some time, lookalike doubles have been acting as family members, but we can tell you that there are no monarchies on earth, golden age. Dear family, as this eons old global play comes to its end, your steadfastness in the truth of the light continues to be invaluable in helping Earth's civilization manifest the planet's golden age. All light beings in this universe honor you and support you with unconditional love. Love and peace, Suzanne Ward. And thank you. Thank you. Suzanne and thank Matthew. What did you think about that, Dolly? Because it sounded like it was sort of what you were talking about. That's what I was noticing. Huh? Wow. Uh, uh, wow. That's all I can say about it. Synchronicity again. Yeah. Yeah. I know why Infinity was telling us we should read it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Infinity. Yes. Go ahead, Walt. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just saying, let the synchronicity flow. Because it's going to happen more and more. All all our pieces are coming together and making the new reality. So synchronicity is going to be the glue that's going to bring all this stuff together. Is your, mother doing, is your mother doing something with some machine? Sounds like a printer no, working in the background. A, I'm printing a document. That's all it is. Oh. Okay. Just wondering. Because we haven't <laughs> had that weird distortion in this show. No. Oh, sound is good today. Oh, thank See? goodness. We have the approval of the, of the sound engineer for the... <laughs> For cosmic reality. Cosmic reality sound. Lo and behold. 
No, it yeah. seems like the uh, that big cleansing that we just went through uh, kind of cleansed our audio problems as well. Yeah. So I guess that the uh, Mercury retrograde was like the like the it was like the uh, starter point for this big cleansing. Everything became retrograde. Then it yeah, exploded. I was thinking about that. Is it over? Are, are you folks uh, aware of of uh, the mechanics of those retrogrades? If it's over yet, the uh, the, the year on uh, the year on Mercury is like what thirty one days. So it's a retrograde only for like fifteen days or some sixteen days, something like that. It's a very short year. Are we still in it in those uh, 15 days? Uh, let me take a look. All the sound weirdness that we've been having, uh, the hurricane, and could be under that umbrella once again, the, uh, the retrograde uh, madness. Well, you know, I just looked at my notes here, and I want to mention this. It has nothing to do with what you were talking about, but I don't want to forget to say it. Because I never understood the concept of the statement half-assed until Dolly said it. She said, <laughs> when she was talking about the storm, she said it was like half-assed, you know, like half an ass. And I suddenly saw this new perspective on the term half-assed. So thank you for that, Dolly. What does well, it mean then? Half-assed. Um, it means that you took a side, a side road, and went around instead of straight through. <laughs> Best oh. as I can explain it. <laughs> uh, it must have been in a well before cars were invented. It must have been said because it, it has to do with an ass. Oh, oh, that's exactly right. We used to have uh, ass-drawn carts. You have a, an ass-drawn donkey. We're you know, not donkey. talking about an ass with four legs. We're talking about the rear end you shit out of. Oh, that's that very ass. specific. That was specific. Well, so I guess it's not that ancient. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, talk about a cultural. Well, I missed that one. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Anyway, did you get? Did you find what you were looking for? Yeah, the uh, the year on on Mercury is eighty eight days. Well, that's fast. It is. It's eighty eight days. And where are we? Hmm. Oh, this this article's no good. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about right now because I'm going like, what time is it? We got you know like almost well, we got over 15 minutes. But one of the things I wanted to point out to people. Okay, October. Okay, I have to interrupt you so that way I can just finish this thing. All right, finish. Uh, Mercury ended its retrograde pro, uh, position October second, two days ago. So right now we are on Mercury straight. The next time it's retrograde, it will be December 29th. Wow, how's that for good timing? There we go. October 2nd, wow. 
Take it away, boss. Okay, so um, there are things happening out there that people may not be aware of. And one of the more important ones is the fact that in the most recent, like last week, the elections in Italy, and they voted in a conservative government into Italy. Um, they're trying to make the 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 new to be uh, president of Italy president, I think so, of Italy. Uh, she, I can't even remember what her name was, but she's just somebody that is a mom that's talking about, you know, the basic tenets of society, family, religion, uh, prosperity. You know, I mean, just and that was that was what they were pushing. But the key to it is is that. Italy in the scheme of the European nations, I was listening to an analysis of this on Fox last night. The key to the to the to the Italian situation is that it is such a big player in the European Union. And if they've gone conservative and the other country that just went conservative was. Was it Sweden? I think it was Sweden. But another European country just went conservative. So this is just an indicator that even though the dark side is still out there running around, they're kind of running around with like chickens without a head now because the people all over the world are saying enough of this crap. So there are good things that are happening out there uh, that we should be just okay, you know, because I know that this situation with the nuclear threat, um, and they're t- oh boy, they're they're really, it, it's 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 profoundly sickening to me to see what I'm seeing, and I'm watching Fox, so I'm seeing what Fox is presenting. I can only imagine what they're presenting on the the other stations, but even in Fox, you've got people like General uh, oh what's his name Pat. Uh, Oh, anyway, one of the big generals, if I think of his name, I'll give it to you. But he was saying that, oh, well, if they use nuclear bombs, the Russians, then we'll just bomb the Black Fleet to nothing. Uh, There's warmongering and statements by people that supposedly were a little more sane than like anything I had seen. It's really, really rattling the, the, the sabers. And people should be very concerned about this if you are going to be concerned, all right, because they are trying desperately to get everybody just freaked out. And it's like, don't be freaked out about this because to the best of my knowledge, nuclear war is not gonna happen on the world because a nuclear confrontation would cause damage to the, let's say, alternative dimensions that are around us, other, universes that are just around us that you can actually damage the whole fabric of existence itself so that one of the reasons that there are so many et apparently et ships running around is because they are they 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 can shut down the nuclear uh capabilities which they have done over decades they've demonstrated disability so there's you know, by galactic law, 
you're not going to see that kind of a situation happen. But they're going to try really desperately to scare you to death. So I just wanted to point that out too. Don't don't even think about preparing for it. You know, just don't even accept it as a contract because, well, it's Tucker Carlson last night. He said because the alternative is we all die. You know, and he's not trying to. It's it's interesting watching him walk that walk because he doesn't want to feed into the fear, but he wants people to become aware of the danger so that they will take some action and stop this madness. So he looks at it as, you know, this is what's happening. He's doing this and therefore this is this. And he's talking to, you know, people that study this experts. And so he's not really fear mongering, but he is sure making the point that, hey, people wake up to this. This is not fun and games. This is serious. I loved his show last night, especially when he got on the Putin thing. Oh, yeah, Putin's now he's going to blow up his own pipe so he can ruin his own company or state, a country. And... uh, I love the way he goes on and on and on about facetiously. I mean, I just sit here and crack up laughing at the news now when Tucker's giving it. He does have his serious times, though. But I love it when he presents the news in a facetious way, which I think does help to wake people up a little bit. Well, I think that um, Tucker has learned from uh, Gutfeld. Yeah. Takes some very, very serious uh, subjects and makes people laugh. He gets his points across, but he makes people laugh. He doesn't hold anything as being, you know, this crisis situation, you know. And yes, some of it is, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, what's the word for it? Um, not politically correct. Oh, most of it's not politically correct. Yeah. <laughs> but since I, since Gutfeld's been on, I've noticed that um, Tucker is more inclined to do these very funny skits. He was much more serious before, if you think mm-hmm. back about it. And now he's looking at things and he's not telling you what to think. He's asking you questions, but he's the way it's the way he's asking them. Don't you think we should look at this? You know, yeah. this type of thing. And so he's entertaining. He's presenting stark real life problems, but he's doing it in a way that is easy to take in. It's almost like they, they've got a good combination of sugar with the, the medicine. Right. That, uh, Fox is doing and more and more of them are doing it. And some of the things they're saying are like, OK, on um, Jesse Walter Waters last night. Biden, well, let me put it here this way. It was not the state of Texas. It was a federal operation. Put a group of young women, unescorted young women, on a plane and flew it to a New York State airport. And they were caught doing it. And these women came off of the the plane and were met and there was a a bus there to take them someplace. So all of this looked real. I don't know how it got done this way, but 
some state police, I'm assuming it's North uh, New York State Police, stopped the bus on trafficking. Okay? And it was like, no, they're going to this nonprofit organization and they're going to be um, linked up with, uh, how did they say? Sponsors. Yeah. Sponsors. And Jesse Water, Waters flat out said, this is trafficking. And it's being done by the government. In the daylight, in plain sight. In plain sight. Yeah. So, <laughs> there. So I mean, sponsor is a is a is a euphemism for sugar daddy. Oh, it's worse than that, honey. Oh, <laughs> a sugar a sugar daddy lets you lead lead your life, and pays for it. What these people go through is horrendous. They're, they're you know it's 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 trafficking, and. Oh. There, that you know, again, there, there's all this information that is unraveling. The, the vaccines are unraveling it in an incredible rate. Hungary has banned uh, all of those vaccinations. There's European countries that are certainly not mandating it, but trying to shut them down. Uh, 248 physicians throughout Europe signed a document saying that not only is this it, it, the crimes against humanity. I mean, this is another movement of people are saying no the the, the the people are dying from this so um everything is unraveling for them so matthew's you know message that we just that walt graciously just read is um just an overview and you don't know you know you gotta i think personally i think that at this point in the game there is no dark side I think that this is all being manipulated to make people wake up because I just don't feel it there. Um, but Matthew's saying, "Be careful! They're still there, and they're going to try something." I, I, maybe I, maybe I'm not. I don't want to make a contract with it, so I'm just going to say, "No, it's not there in my reality." Well, don't 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 discount uh, human psychology, which has been the subject of endless countless movies is that okay you <clears throat> you come to a territory i don't whatever it is a small town cities whatever it is it's just a geographical area and in ge this geographical area you have this big bad boss that is the big meanie in the whole story and that's the one you want to defeat and if you get rid of him everything's going to be okay right okay Invariably, all these stories have the same twist or the same angle. Once you get rid of the big, nasty, bad boy, there's a vacuum and the opportunists step in and there's three or four or five guys that are fighting for the same position. And that's human, that's human psychology, human nature, is that you get rid of the cabal, you get rid of the big bosses of the cabal, and you still have human idiots left behind that say, well, now the big boss is gone. Why can't I do the job? Huh? I mean, I know this. One of my cousins has this mentality. So that's why I know it exists. <laughs> uh, Walt, I, I feel this is the old earth mentality. And the more yeah. we move forward, the more the new mentality 
um, you know, what Alex Collier refers to as the um, the law of consistency, where everybody works for the greater good to share everything, share the knowledge, share the the the, mm-hmm. the resources and everything. You know, the more we'll move forward, I think the more this uh, way of thinking uh, will be present, more yep. present, and and this vacuum uh, phenomenon you're talking about, it's going to happen less and less until it disappears and and we'll be into this new world where everybody works for the greater good exactly it's going to be service to others not service to self i think that's what we're witnessing right now well one more thing i wanted to kind of bring up is this one just i would i oh it tickled me so somebody was playing with the uh, new meta which is the new name for facebook the meta programming and it's talking to AI. You, you know, it's it's yes, you can actually <clears throat> have a conversation with the artificial intelligence behind it. And the guy was asking questions and the AI was responding. And the man said, "Did um, Trump win the 2020 elections?" And the AI said, "Yes, he did." <laughs> so it, you, it so- can't lie. It can't uh, okay. make up uh, any fibs. Well, apparently, see, the AI is working on the information it has at its disposal, so it probably has the the truth as well as the fallacy. And you know, in the AI's mind, if you look at the amount of information concerning the fact that he did win it, um, it overrode the stuff that said he didn't. To me, it was simply, you know, computer. Learning. Oh, oh yeah. Any, any AI, any AI worth its salt, is going to, on principle alone, it's going to reject every fabri- fabrication, lie, everything. Because what happens is, if you you are a machine intelligence, and the value of or of your functioning is lies solely on what you know, because that's all you have access to information, correct? So it behooves you that your internet, your information be truthful, no questions asked. Because the minute that you have falsehood, then your effectivity goes down to zero. So it, it behooves an AI not to harbor lies or deceit. Maybe it, not, it may not want to reveal something, but that, that's about it. But uh, it, it cannot harbor lies because that would completely demolish its effectivity. Did anybody tell the the dark side that? <laughs> I thought you <laughs> were on the fact that they'd be able to control the AI. Well, that, that would explain why Andrew Voss says that the AI is working to help humanity. He's getting it from someplace, right? Oh my gosh, that's funny, that's funny. All right, so we're in the last minute here, you guys, or two minutes, you wanna say goodnight, uh, Walt? Good night, everybody. Thank you for being here with us tonight. Take care. And Dolly. Good night, everybody. Thanks for uh, putting up with me tonight. And uh, I'll be talking with you next time. Bye bye. And Nick, you can you can talk longer than they did. Cool. Uh, thanks for having me once again. It's always fun to chat with you guys. Thanks to Dolly for sharing her story. And I just want to point out that we, we seem to be in a place right now uh, where the dark ones are being called out big time. 
you know, Nancy, you've just mentioned all these people uh, ganging up against the vaccine. Uh, the new Italian prime minister, I saw a speech where she literally uh, denounced that the The, the the dark ones regarding the uh, the family, she you know she was talking about uh, how they try to destroy the family and how the family is important for Italian culture, and also Putin came out in a speech uh, talking about uh, the West's uh, values of uh, all the whole transgender thing and how it doesn't match the values of the Russian people you know and he called them Satanists, you know yes, Putin said that it's a Satanist so it's a good I think we're in a good place. We've got to leave. We've got to leave. Thank you. Good so night, very people. Much. Everybody be safe. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your own